Welcome back to Hope for the Uprooted. I'm Susan Miller, and I'm always delighted that you join me in this podcast. It just, it means an awful lot to me. In fact, y'all know what. I mean, like, I put on my lipstick. You would think that you're sitting right across the table from me. But I just feel um, so excited about being with you for this time together on this podcast. And I'm always excited about uh, doing a podcast that might bring you hope and encouragement in whatever way that your life has been uprooted. We go through so much uh, life change and such a chaos and emotional roller coaster when we are uprooted. So I always pray beforehand that um, my podcast will bring you hope and encouragement. And today I'm going to jump into perseverance. I'm, we're going to move to a place called perseverance. I've taken you on a journey in my past podcast on moving to a place of rest or moving to a place of, um, of peace and moving to a place of gratitude and trust. So today, the word perseverance. I, I just want to move you to a place of perseverance and um, hopefully give you some tools and encouragement along the way. I want to give you a, a little backstory of what the word perseverance has meant in my life and what God has taught me through the choice to persevere. And I know that, um, gosh, we all have had struggles and we struggle now in life and we've been in crisis and we have felt pain and somehow uh, we've persevered through that. Some of you are still struggling and some of you are in the midst of a crisis right now and you're hurting deeply. And the word perseverance seems so very, very long. So I just want to share with you a little brushstroke of my own journey of perseverance. And again, that hopefully it will offer you encouragement, but most of all, a hope and peace that only knowing Christ can bring. So I'm going to let you uh, hold my heart for a little while as I share how I persevered through some major storms in my life. In fact, I might even consider them hurricanes, and I don't know if you are familiar with a hurricane, but I grew up in Florida and South Carolina, and we were very familiar with what a hurricane looks like and feels like and what, um, what that, uh, the, the storm of a hurricane, what it leaves behind and what happens in the middle of that storm. The winds blew and the rains came down for me uh, years ago when my daddy, I will say as a southern woman, my daddy um, died in a grocery store. We were uh, at the beach in Florida, rented a place there to have a 4th of July family celebration. And we went to the grocery store, my mother and I, 
and my dad to do all the typical shopping to stock for the week. And I heard my mother scream from uh, the front of the store. I was in the back, in the, actually in the um, buying milk. And I heard her scream and I ran from the back of the store through the checkout counter to the front of the store. And at that split second through that checkout counter, my whole life would change for the next three or four years. My dad died instantly of a massive heart attack. And of course, uh, I adored my daddy and he was a Southern gentleman the last, I say, of the Southern gentleman, and he had never been sick. Uh, he was a gentle, kind man, quiet man, and I have one brother, so um, being the only daughter, I absolutely adored my daddy. So, of course, within 16 months, my mother died right after my dad, uh, 16 months after he passed. And of course, during that 16 months, I was either with her as a caregiver in Florida or she was here in Phoenix with us. And I was flying back and forth, back and forth. Um, and as her health deteriorated, both emotionally and physically. Mom and Dad had been married like, gosh, 45 years. And um, I was her primary caregiver at the time. And I just pushed my own pain and grieving for my daddy far, far down in order to take care of and to be up for my, mo for my mom. She was diagnosed with cancer one year after his death. And of course, I went through the pain of watching her go through the cancer and the chemo, all the while not dealing with my daddy's death and trying to deal with my mother's severe illness. And so um, she passed and went to be with Jesus and went to be with my daddy uh, 16 months after he passed. Gosh, it just kind of takes my breath away even talking about it. That was a pretty rough year and a half for me, as you can imagine. Um, I was the oldest, so I um, sucked it up, as they said, to take care of um, my mom and to deal with my dad's death and um, at the same time our family home right after her death was sold and I flew back to Florida to dismember the house to pack keep or sell all our family possessions to say goodbye to a town and a, a home and a uh, family and friends and and begin to try to put all the pieces of my own life back together here in Phoenix um, so there was all of the being uprooted by losing both parents through death and then, of course, um, saying goodbye to uh, a home that I had known, gosh, through high school and college. And so there were lots of 
being uprooted in those things. I can understand when you too have gone through being uprooted through great, great loss. And then, of course, after that, I came back to Phoenix and uh, Bill's consulting business began to go downhill during the recession and uh, he was you know, pushing the pedal to the metal, and he was out of town probably six weeks out of seven. He was just out of town all the time consulting uh, in his work, and our marriage began to feel the strain of being apart. Our income dwindled, and things continued to get worse, and we knew we had to make some drastic changes or we were going to go under professionally and personally. So soon after that, we sold our nice big house with a swimming pool. We sold our van and sold everything we didn't need and we rented a small patio home to cut expenses. I went to work. Bill pursued everything in the job market for us to stay in Phoenix. We scraped the barrel for over a year and then Bill got a good consulting job here in Phoenix. Thank you, Jesus. And um, things stabilized in our life, but it took us another year to get back on our feet. We seemed to go through one crisis to another. It, it just seemed to be a tumbling uh, effect, a domino effect. Changes in circumstances and the pain took such an emotional mental and physical toll uh, before me and um, of course in the meantime you know we've got two children and they're in high school and these are stressful years in itself and uh, just you know just felt like I was really on shaky shaky ground we're talking tremendous storm in my life when the winds blew and the rains came down and I remember Joshua 1.5, I will be with you. I will not fail you or forsake you. And during the crisis, Psalm 31.15, my times are in your hands. Oh, my goodness, friends. I was so helpless that my very minutes of my day were in God's hands. I was so out of control. And through all of these circumstances, I was reminded that God was with me. Through the pain of this, uh, these circumstances, I was reminded time and time again when the crisis came and the winds blew. I learned God's faithfulness. He did not leave me. He didn't fail me. He didn't forsake me. And then more crisis comes when I lost Bill to cancer and he went to be with Jesus. I often laughed and said, you know, my mom and dad were waiting on him, I'm sure, um, and they had a reunion. But the crisis continued to come and I lost Bill and went through a very difficult emotional time through that. And all the more I had to lean on Jesus and to understand at the same time how precious life and family are. 
and how it can be quickly taken away. Life, a job, financial security, truly, truly death, a great loss from losing your parents to losing a job or having a financial crisis and then um, to lose your soulmate, to lose your husband. Our times are indeed in God's hands. Psalm 31 5. Oh my goodness, I learned that crisis does not make a person, but a, a crisis reveals what a person is made of. I learned a lot about myself. I allowed myself to grieve. I allowed myself to go to, to sit on the footsteps of my own soul and examine my heart and my life. I learned about my strengths and my weaknesses and even my selfishness through my caregiving and through giving everything within to those who were struggling around me. And I learned the pain of loss, and yet God did not leave me or forsake me. I couldn't rely on my own strength, but it, 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 it was, you know, I felt so little. Um, but God was so big when the crisis and the pain came. And I was reminded of 1 Peter 5.10. And after you have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called you to his eternal glory in Christ will himself perfect, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. There is no timetable for grief, my friends, in the midst of your pain. I was filled at many times with defeat and with despair and I felt like that life would crush me and yet I learned to trust God. I learned that my circumstances were temporary and I learned that when my world was shaken that God was immovable and I learned that what life does to us depends on what life finds in us because life cannot overcome us when we are filled with faith and hope. And even in the midst of death, even in the midst of death, I could feel the sense of knowing that that shaky ground was going to be solid ground if I would cling to Jesus. And then I began to understand, as I did the hurricanes in the south, what moving towards the eye of the storm would mean to me. Because the eye of the storm, in that persevering state of mind, the eye of the storm is a place of calm and peace, a place that strengthens us when we're tossed about in the storm that is a place of peace and calm in any hurricane and it's that outer wall of the storm of the hurricane that's so devastating in its storm nature oh my goodness i sought to move towards the eye of the storm when your life is built on the rock and the storm comes you survive 
the importance of clinging to him. I would hasten to my place of refuge from the stormy wind. Friends, that's from Psalm 55, 8. I would hasten to my place of refuge. I wanted that place of refuge in the eye of the storm. Gosh, no matter how hard it got, no matter how weak I got, there were times I couldn't even pray for myself, but I would reach out and trust God for my provision. And in spite of all my circumstances, to dwell in Him and believe in His Word. And, and, and as I did that, my thinking changed. Then my behavior and emotions changed. When I, when I learned to focus on Christ and not my circumstances, crisis and circumstances are temporary. You know, I have the sweet memory of my parents' life, of knowing that Bill and I struggle but walk through together the the financial crisis, the hardship on our marriage, knowing that my strength in the Lord through years of weathering the storms and moving to that place to persevere through, I learned that Christ is permanent, that believe it or not and if you're in the midst of it it's so hard for you to comprehend it and wrap your mind around it but circumstances and crisis the wall of that storm is temporary move to the eye to the calm to the peace of Jesus Christ because only Christ is permanent and when my world as I said was shaken he was immovable I couldn't always pray and a lot of times I felt where are you God what you have left me and abandoned me but I would cling to his promises not the thoughts that would take my mind and wrap me into despair but I would cling to my Lord God does put new strength and hope within us I begin slowly and courageously to persevere life, to take another breath. You know, what life does to us depends on what life finds in us. If, if we are filled with defeat and despair, and yes, I was there, I felt that. But that's when life crushed me. But then as I moved towards the eye of the storm and I was filled with faith and trust, then life can never overcome me. And I learned that pain not dealt with eventually does come to the surface. There is no timetable for grieving. And I learned that Um, When I stuff my feelings, it's unhealthy emotionally and mentally. And again, I learned 1 Peter 5.10 that after we have suffered for a little while, the God of all grace who called us to his eternal glory will himself perfect us. In other words, restore us. He will confirm us. He will make us secure. He will strengthen us and establish us. He will settle us. I, I encourage you, my friends, through that 
And he did just that in his own time and not and not in my own time. We live in a world of storms. Yes, the eye of the storm is a place of calm and peace and a place that strengthens us when we're tossed about in the storms of life. And you know what? The fact that people are not in crisis does not mean the absence of a storm in their life. We live in a world of storms and crisis, but we have to persevere. Being in the eye of the storm means we can take time to get ready and get equipped and get prepared for the winds ahead. In other words, the pain and the suffering that I've gone through has helped me prepare and get equipped and know that there will be other storms ahead, but I'm a little bit stronger and my faith is a little bit, whole lot, stronger and my trust is deeper and the importance of moving towards that eye of the storm. One for shelter, Isaiah 4, 6, and there will be a shelter to give shade from the heat by day and refuge and protection from the storm and the rain, Isaiah 4, 6. I'm telling you, God's word lays it out. I mean, talk about persevering. Look to him for that shelter. Persevere for that protection. Your survival, my very survival, came from the shelter and the protection of my Lord and Savior. Protection and survival. And move towards the eye of the storm for refuge. Psalm 46.1 God is our strength, a very present help in trouble. Oh my goodness, don't use God to solve your problems. Don't think he's going to solve them all. Use your problems to pursue him and go deeper with him. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. And I ran to him for refuge, even in my weakness. I ran to the eyes of that storm. I craved that from him and for that anchor thy word I have treasured in my heart Psalm 119 11 oh my goodness he was an anchor of comfort of encouragement his word gave me peace and hope and assurance and I began as I as I moved and persevered to that place uh, of perseverance then I found him all the more and for shelter, oh my goodness, and for the support of God's people and encouragement, if it had not been for my friends, you know, I shut down, but they didn't. I couldn't give, but they did. And then, of course, my church, oh my goodness, if it hadn't been for church and worship, I'd go and sit on the back row and cry my eyes out, but I kept going. I persevered. I didn't give up. I kept going. For that refuge, God is our strength and a very present help in trouble. Oh, my friends, it hasn't been easy, but I've weathered the storm and I've learned a lot. And then after the storm, more storms will come. 
I went through um, my daughter's divorce in just the last couple of years that was devastating to, um, to our family and walked with her through that. And how could I get through that? How could she get through that? Because we persevered to move to that place of peace and hope and encouragement and comfort. We found that shelter as a family and that refuge and protection for the anchor of his word through hard times. The storms keep coming, my friends. I mean, I've talked about every kind of loss from being uprooted from death or from a home. And so many of you may be uprooted and have had to downsize. Maybe you've gone through a divorce personally or one of your children have. Maybe there's been death, loss of a spouse or your parents. Um, Run to that place called perseverance. And then after the storm, we get stronger. Therefore, I have hope The Lord's loving kindness indeed never ceases. His compassions never fail. They are new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. I stood on that rock. Lamentations 3, 21 through 23. I looked at the lessons that I learned. The lesson of waiting for God's timing, not mine. The lesson of timing. The lesson of learning to press on and being obedient And just doing the next thing and doing, uh, following what God says, trust me, trust me, Uh, I will be faithful. The importance of that and what he taught me after the storm. I could become bitter or I could become better. I could begin to let go and trust God and start over with hope and move forward with faith. I was determined to persevere and to live for the next day in spite of everything that had happened. And I look at what's left behind, uh, John 14, 27, peace I leave with you. My goodness, that's what's left behind in my heart. My peace I give you, not as the world gives. Let not your heart be troubled, not let it be nor let it be fearful. What's left behind after the storm in your life? For me, my faith was enlarged. I understood how precious life is. My perspective on life changed. What was important and what's not important emerged. I learned more about who God is. And I learned to be more sensitive and understanding to those going through pain. I learned to persevere. What will you do? 2 Corinthians 1.4 Who comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any affliction with the comfort we, we ourselves received as we are comforted by God. What will you do, my friends? you will be able to reach out to someone coming alongside or maybe someone that needs you 
Uh, I meet with women regularly who have lost their spouse. I encourage those who have gone through uh, a divorce in the family. I have learned to recount God's goodness and faithfulness, and I am grateful every day for so many things. I have learned not to be so hard on myself and not to get stuck in my downward spiral of thinking so many times. I, I have learned to listen better and I have learned to encourage and hope with God's word because I have felt that from him and from his word. Philippians four eleven through 13, how am I different? Well, I've learned things I could have never learned if I hadn't been in the storm. Not that I speak from won't. I'm quoting Philippians 4, 11 through 13. Not that I speak from won't. I have learned to be content. How am I different? I have learned to be content in whatever circumstances I am. I, I know how to get along with humble means. And I know how to live in prosperity in any and every circumstance. I've learned the secret of being filled and going hungry, both of having abundance and suffering need. I can do all things who, through Christ who strengthens me. I can. I did persevere. I did survive. I did make it through the night into the next day. How am I different? I've learned that you can't have a rainbow unless there's a storm. I've learned things that I could have never learned about Jesus and myself. And I've learned what contentment is and uh, how to be content because my focus is on him and not my circumstances. Remember, my friends, that, that what looks like uh, a situation or a crisis or chaos that might be over your head is under his feet. He's got it. He's got it. He's got your back. This is all under his feet. It may feel like it's over your head, but he's got it. And you have him as an anchor to your soul. God doesn't always promise us smooth sailing through the storms in our life, but he promises a safe landing. I just needed to share with you, it it's really was on my heart to share with you a little bit about my story of perseverance. I have so many friends that are going through real difficult struggles right now through pain and illness and cancer and just all kinds of ways their whole life has been uprooted and the Lord put on my heart when I prayed what shall I speak about this month that um, you needed to know a little bit about my own my own struggles and that I discovered a rock solid under my feet to move me from shaky ground to that strong foundation. And I can say today that I have seen the rainbow after the storm. And I pray for you, my friends, whatever you're going through, that you've been encouraged just a bit today, knowing that someone understands your heart and knowing that you are not alone.
I will see you next time. And by the way, always move closer to Jesus. It just doesn't get much better than that. Hope for the Uprooted with Susan Miller is a production of Just Moved Ministry. Just Moved Ministry is a nonprofit, non-denominational ministry dedicated to the emotional well-being, spiritual growth, and ongoing resilience of women uprooted by a move or other major life change. Susan Miller is the founder of Just Move Ministry and the author of After the Boxes Are Unpacked. Around the world, women uprooted by a move are gathering in After the Boxes Are Unpacked study groups. Together, they form friendships and find belonging in a new community while seeking to understand how God is using their move to grow and deepen them. Learn more at JustMove.org, where you can sign up for weekly words of encouragement, subscribe to Bloom, an inspirational publication, and read new articles every month that inform and inspire. Join the Just Move community and the Just Move community Facebook group, a place to connect with and be encouraged by other women anticipating or recovering from a move.